0: It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language. But the Word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. Just worship Jesus. Just, just worship Him. According to the revelation that you carry. If it's your language, do. If it's another tongue, do it is by thoughts, it's by meditation whatever you feel, just worship the Lord Jesus In moments like these I sing a new song I sing a new love song for Jesus. In moments like this, I sing a new song. I sing a new song for, for my Lord. Sing it, I love you. Sing mighty hand that, that's for your chairman your local council chairman that is for can, can you clap for Jesus as in clap for Jesus hallelujah tell your neighbor it's working three weeks ago Um, about two weeks ago two or three, two weeks ago I think um, the Lord started to press a conviction a deeper conviction pertaining um, our ministry to our nation and to the nations Hallelujah so for some of you who attended the Monday meeting last week um, was it this week or last week? last week I took a lot of time to give an expose pertaining nations and I promise that in some of these few weeks as the Lord wills I will share partly in part really I promise God to write a book after I leave banking to be one of those gifts to the body of Christ, hallelujah Um, but I I felt that something has been um, impressed on my heart and now that's for you to judge I am going to say a few things that are a bit complicated for some of you but we need them praise the Lord Jesus praise the Lord Jesus the Bible says that he has appointed one blood of all nations And the Bible says that he has appointed their times and their bounds of habitation that means God has a mind he has a mind for nations. He has a mind for a mind for habitations. He has a certain mind for the places you live than what you want to establish in those places. You get what I'm coming from? That is why he refuses to give David a, seat, a, a temple and he gives him a city. Because with that, his seat Solomon can build the temple. When he's talking about watchmans he's not talking about watchmen of just churches. He's not talking about watchmans of just small fellowships. Which is good. Hallelujah. But there's a mind that God has toward nations. There's a reason as to why you drank Uganda's water. You get what I'm trying to tell you? You married its wife. Its a daughter, sorry. You, you, you married its son. Right? There's a reason as to why the Lord appointed that you would live here. Why you here why are you in uganda why at this particular point you're in uganda it doesn't matter whether you're from any other nation why you are here Amen. i owe this nation something i told people i owe this nation something you know so i was understanding when the man of god was saying you know people are dying to go oh i want you to say oh you get it it's wonderful it's wonderful if the appointment is that hallelujah but there's a reason why you were born in uganda There's a reason as to why you drank its water. You ate its food. It's matoki. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's a reason as to why you walked on its roads. Whether dusty or not. There's a reason why you sang and spoke that language. There's a reason why you have that understanding. There's a reason why you belong to that tribe. There's a very, very distinctive reason. Hallelujah. Because when you go past the giftings and callings of the spirit. And understand the mind of assignment toward men you realize that it's very hard for God to assign what a man is not acquainted to. Now, we're going past the callings and giftings. Those ones are without repentance, but didn't say the assignment. Assignment is stuck to divine purpose. If he has purposed to revive Uganda and you fail or refuse, so to speak, to avail yourself as the vessel to be used, he will look for another. you retain your gift, but he will use for another. Why? Because the purpose is bigger than a man. Divine purpose is bigger than a man. He even gets to the place of desperation and says, for he searched out for one man to stand. The universal open arm that says, I'm ready to use anybody who avails themselves. That's why I realized that the most used of men are men who are available. Not men who pray. Not men who fast. You see, you can fast and not be available. You can fast, you can pray and not be available. You you can pastor and not be available. You can apostolize and not be available. You can prophesy and not be available. Hallelujah. But when the Bible says that he is no respecter of pastors, but any man that dares to come, any man that dares to come, there's a point in the spirit where men just have to avail themselves for divine purpose. You're not the Old Testament kind who will bump into a meeting where they were just concluding, whom shall we send? And the guy says, send me. I don't even know where it's going. Send me, Lord. And then the Lord just (laughs) separates the guy and then sends him to another nation. No. The Bible says that our conversations are in heaven. From whence we look. The Bible says that we're seated in Christ far above all principalities and powers. Nothing beats the heart and mind of the spirit without the resonation of the same in the heart of a man, the child of God. And that is why I realized that even the spirit realm has places where men have to avail themselves if they must understand purpose. And the frustration of purpose in the body of Christ is because men have been deluded from the understanding of the true assignment. Paul calls it the high calling which is in Christ. The high calling which is in Christ. It's not high by reason of figure that it's so up there. But it is high by reason of the price you pay for its sake. Now, the price is not greater than the grace. Actually, the price is because you believe. The price of faith. You understand what I'm to tell you? Look at church history and look at any line of revival. Of course, all revivals have had extremes. That's okay. That's not our point. But look at church history and see any man that has been used by God. And I'm not talking about simple using. I'm talking about the serious using of God. You realize that any man who has been used to a certain magnitude in God has been available. That's why he has the option of choosing men who did not even go to school. Men who were nothing. The Bible says he chooses to give the kingdom to the best men. To the best people. To the best things of this world. The most lowly and humble. The least expected. In fact, what makes you the candidate is because you're least expected. If you look obviously... (laughs) <laughs> Revival material, you will never revive. That's why he went past the religious people. Hallelujah. Yes. And that's why he says, I fear lest the devil beguile you. Through the subtlety of your mind. The same move he puts on Eve, the Bible says, he's putting onto the church. And now men have been led away from the simplicity, which is in Christ. Not only of Christ, but the simplicity, which is in Christ. Let men what walk simple. Cancerous tumours were to live simple. Blind eyes were to see simple. Deaf ears were to hear simple. HIV was to live simple. Are you hearing me? But because of the church has been led away from the simplicity which is in Christ, therefore we're bleeding with everything complicated. That's why when um, the other day when we did a healing meeting, eh? Remember Saturday, Then. Eh? You know, somebody came and asked me, how? I asked him, how have you been born again? He says, yeah, for many years. He was asking me, how do they walk? How do bones get in order? How are men healed? He's asking, how are men healed? He's asking, how? How? Because to him, it's not simple. You get it? He, Of course, we've complicated it intentionally by a certain spirit, and I'm about to go there. The seven steps to know the healing works. 17 steps to know... That miracles exist. 25 steps to go through for you to know whether the eye will open or the deaf ear will hear. And then, of course, men get pains. Why? Because they need to write. Do you realize Jesus never taught one man the mystery of healing? Why? No. He knew. Listen. The Bible says he gave David and his sons the kingdom by a covenant of salt. He 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 put a covenant of salt and it was enough for them to have a kingdom. The water is realm. They were introduced to the realm by a covenant of salt. A prophet can get the very salt by reason of faith and understanding of the same and put it in water and it heals. You get what to tell you. The guy comes and marks and tells you, No, now I don't deal with you with a covenant of salt. No, you became the salt. Yeah. You, you get to telling? So the Son of Man sees himself. Healing as healing, not as one believing the father to heal. I, I don't know. Look at the language he uses. You will heal the sick. Oh, do you want to say God is not the one who heals? You think you're the one who heals? It's God who chooses. Listen, it's obvious. You should have understood by now. He was not stupid to use that language. He was smarter than you. He said, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. I'm not raising them. You raise them. Oh, he's separating himself from God. No, don't be silly. He saved it, not me. Because he knew you, you're the entity now, healing. You're the entity, salvation. You're the entity, understanding. You're the entity, deliverance. Does that mean you're doing it without God? No, no. Listen to the pure All things. Huh? Pure. The understanding is. I don't need now to go through the process to explain to you that I know that it is God that works in me both to win and please to do according to his good pleasure. I know you know. I know you know. But there's a reason why he uses the same what? Language. And then I went to God and asked him, But what is really wrong with us? What is really wrong with the church? What is really wrong with the church? One time I went for a certain meeting. By the time I left, I actually warned them before I started preaching. You know, they, they were preaching, they had a theme. Eh? Restoring Christ's church. Eh? So they, they then the guy who was mediating the meeting started to say, You see, the church of Christ has been westerned the church of Christ has been this. The Christ said, la 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 la. So today we brought many ministers of the gospel, men who are seasoned in the word and understanding, apprehension of the mysteries, separation. By the Holy Ghost, and now we want them to come and explain to us what is really the reason why the Church of Christ is broken, why is the Church failed. So the first person went on the pulpit and said to explain the sin, hey, blah blah, sin principles, what, what the Lord, How evil this, the world is, how the Church has become, etc., etc., etc. And then they called me as the second preacher. I told him how many minutes do I have? I told me you have an hour. I told me I'm, well, I'll do thirty. I told them before I speak, I'm not speaking arrogantly, but I'm speaking the truth. By the time we're done, we're either going to split or agree. He said, yeah. They didn't understand what I said. So I told them, look, there are two churches. There's a church of Christ. There's a church of men. Now when the church of men crumbles, it's not the church of Christ. He said with his very words, he said, "On this rock I will build. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevent." So, if you see hell in any church, who is understanding what I'm saying? If you see hell in any church, it ain't the Lord of Christ. It is not, listen. He listen. This Christ is the Word. The begotten of the gospel are begotten of an incorruptible seed, which is the Christ of God. I don't know if you understand 27. The Bible says that you've been begotten of the incorruptible seed, which is the Word, Christ of, of God, which liveth and abideth forever. You've been begotten of Christ. Incorruptible. Incorruptible means you cannot be corrupted. So then how do we see corruption? Simple. The churches of men. The institutions of men. The business projects of men. The apprehensions of men. The doctrines of men. The Bible says. Being preached as the doctrine of Christ. The minds of men. Interpreting the gospel. In a human nature. By the time the gospel ceases to be, you see, the gospel gets from simple revelation, Christ in us, the hope of glory, to philosophy. Where men debate questions. You get a to tell you me, you see, this is what the script, listen. There's a point in the spirit, and let me tell you, unless you have not walked in God. But there's a place in the spirit where questions cease. Because that's the mystery of godliness. He says he came in the body. He was vindicated by answering questions. He was vindicated by the spirit. Listen. when (laughs) The Bible says that he that is from God. And speaketh the word of God. The Bible says he's given an anointing without measure. That is of God. He didn't even distribute any simple line. Now, you introduce it and interpret it in any context you want. He's still of God. Are you hearing me? And speaketh the word of God. And he's given an anointing without measure. Understand me. The biggest place that converted my life, the biggest change that I ever experienced in my life was when the Lord revealed to me how long I had acted church. I knew how to act prayer. I knew how to act worship. I knew how to act presence. I knew how to act glory—semi glory, sub glory, deep glory, weighty glory, long glory, high glory, wide glory. and you you? I mean, a guy just stands and says, Shh, "God is here." Let me tell you. And that's when the mystery start to break in a man's soul. That's why I tell people, his knowledge breaks all depths. But depths are in the hearts of men. Every man, the Bible says, all the hearts of men seem rightful. But the Lord judges the hearts. And sometimes the judgments of the hearts of men is when depth, his knowledge, hits the depth of what you think you know. Do you get everyone to tell you? Of what you think you know. And then some knowledge comes into your soul. Listen, the Bible says, where the presence of God is, there is liberty. Uh-uh. I don't even need to say. The moment God is there, there's something about liberty. But how can there be liberty without access? And how can there be access without the manifestation of what must be accessed? Do you realize that the simplest line, the thinnest line of the ministry is very simple to manifest that which is hid? Because everything in the gospel, does not seem as open as he is to the world. That's why now to the born again, he says, the things that have been hid have now been revealed, that men are without excuse. We don't have excuse to be poor. We don't have excuse to be sick. We don't have excuse to be beggarly. We don't have excuse not to give. We don't have excuse. We don't have excuse. We can explain scientific s- s- theories, We can expect all kinds of theories. But we've gotten to a point where we have no choice. We either must demonstrate God or not. When a man gets to that realization, they really start to seek God. Say amen. Can I go a bit deeper here? Praise the Lord Jesus. So ask God, what is really wrong with the church of Christ? And let me explain something here. There are many ministries built by men. You'll understand this in future. Some of you 10 years, 20, 50, that's okay. But you'll understand it. eh? And um, I was looking through church history and I saw something about how the most important beings in the church were not available. And I'm talking about the fathering spirit now. I'm not talking about just leaders of movements. I'm talking about the fathering spirit. I've seen nations that are orphaned. I know how an orphaned nation looks like. Reason either they did not recognize the spirit of a father or the fathers were not (laughs) did not know that they were fathers or (laughs) Some of them, even when they knew they were fathers, there's a certain spirit that took a hold of them to a certain line and direction. So when people talk about orphaned spirits, they're not just talking about orphans physical. There are spirits that just look orphaned. Because let me tell you, whether you want it or not, there are things that are just enough characteristic to prove that a nation is either not fathered or it is fathered. Look at the general experience The general experience. Paul says that for even though you have a thousand instructors in the Lord, but you have a few fathers. That means it's very possible for a man to be instructed but not be fathered. It's very possible. And because you're instructed, certain principles can work in your favor. But because you're not fathered, there are certain dispensations that can't work in your spirit. You understand where I'm coming from? The church of Christ has fathers. A charge of men might not even have instructors. It could even have a few instructors. You get what I'm telling at Look at individual people. Look at orphans. The one thing I've seen with any orphan spirit is they lack the identity instinct. Now when I'm talking about identity, it's what makes it obvious that this is your child. That's why if a woman... Went somewhere and produced a child that is not of the man. Sometimes they they know them the first day they see a child. say, "Uh uh-uh. He's saying, mine. Not because the child is not supposed to resemble his mother. But you see, there is something about identity. That's why Chronicles 9.1 says that an Israel shall be reconned by genealogy. We are counted by the gene principle. That is why you can have ulcers. or sorry, you can have sinuses. Because your father had sinuses. Doctors say that the cause of asthma can either be gene related or environmental related. Meaning, if you have somebody in your family who had asthma, there are chances that it could go through the seed. She didn't know, she wasn't responsible. But three, four generations down, you find the girl wheezing Then they ask that's why when you view when you go for a medical checkup, is there anybody in your family history with diabetes, heart disease, hypertension? As you continue to say yes, man, me when he asked me, I said no. When <laughs> told me you guys must be healthy, I told her, yeah. I told her, yeah. He asked me, how come? I told her, see, my family changed. <laughs> my family changed. He asked me, anybody, of course, my biological father has been suffering from hypertension, but. I can't say that. <laughs> I'm spirit now. The old is and now the new. When you ask me, there's anybody in your family, I think of Paul, Peter, Matthew, Luke. Who understands what I'm saying? Do you understand where I'm coming from? Because that's how I think. I'm sorry if you think differently. But I'm born of God. I said I'm born of God. Not of flesh and blood. Neither the will of man. The Bible says. Not of flesh and blood. Born again. Not of flesh and blood. Neither the will of man. Not of flesh and blood. That means even that which is to connect you to your biological father has died. You're more related to me when I say, Rima Why do you think they don't speak it? You're more related to me. Oh, you should even love me more. You're more related to me. That why? Because in heaven you won't say, Oh, cousin Deborah. No. There's a reason why the Lord doesn't want to maintain that mind in eternity. That's why the first miracle the man does not call him mother. What do you want with me? No, he says, woman. He's not being disrespectful. We're in another realm of understanding. It's not disrespect. Hallelujah. But you see, I ask the question: If a guy can suffer for hypertension because his grandfather had it, if they can suffer asthma because his grandfather had it, <laughs> why won't you heal because Paul healed? Do you understand genealogy? Genealogy. If there's something on Paul. That raised that man. It must be my system. I, I have to get to a point where, if I was really fathered by a father, who did it? Listen, when we met the work, they met the work. When we opened blind eyes, the Emmas open blind eyes. When we opened deaf ears, the Michaels opened deaf ears. Why? Because we did it. What we can do, they can do. It's a gene issue. Oh, it's a gene issue it's an identity issue why don't we look like Paul why don't we look like Paul why does the church look like Gamaliel <laughs> praise the Lord Jesus identity is an issue identity is an issue identity is an issue and you see Another thing I've seen about this, I have like five issues about them, but don't worry, I won't preach them today because I have an issue about the nations. The other, I can give you the second one, can I? Like there is character physical. There's also character spiritual. You get it? That's why David says, for I was my father's beloved son. He says, for he taught me. Solomon, sorry. And David, whichever way you want to call it. But you realize that when the, when... For example, the instructor can tell you, don't steal. That's instruction. Eat well. That's what? Instruction. Brush your teeth. That's instruction. But there are imitations that are only, only by a father. Whether you want it or not. By a father. The imitations that are only by a father. One time I saw a man, he was laughing. In a funny way. <laughs> you get it? And then this little kid. Every time they make fun. <laughs> you get it? What? What? What is he doing? He's trying to do it like daddy. He's trying to what? Do it like daddy. Me and Pastor Isaiah know a friend. Who just started limping one time. And then his son thought it's a walk. He started walking like his dad. the son said, the father's like, I think my kid has a problem. They're like, no. The problem is not with the leg. He's thinking that it's a walk. (laughs) That is a deeper instruction than walk like this. Because he observes something. Hallelujah. So the way they respond as a father, the child as well. So there are those things that are character by spirit. When we talk about this kind of understanding. When the spirit of a father does certain things. Even how they respond. You're there and they tell you. So and so is dying in hospital. The way you respond. You teach that boy. You teach that boy. If you faint in your day of adversity. Your strength is small. The moment they give news and you'll be in front of your son. Because you he will also start. His father told him. Men don't cry. If we do it, we do it. (laughs) Praise the Lord Jesus. But when they see you laugh at situations, they will laugh at situations. When they see you stand, they will stand. It doesn't matter how. So, you see that when a man says, why aren't we seeing healing in Uganda? How many has he learned from? his father? Oh, we don't have this in our nation. Who, who has he learned from? Because whether you want it or not, in Christ, Paul says, I have begotten thee by the gospel. There's an observation of spirits of men which go ahead just for the establishment of the things that only men will imitate. That's a ranking and grace by the spirit. But the instructors are many. Even the humility to know that I'm an instructor, I'm not a father. But today, everyone is a spiritual father. Everyone is a spiritual mother. Everybody, even the guy who doesn't know how to cross the road, says that's my daughter. And then you say, "Oh God," because the primary lines of ministry, the primary lines of ministry. Listen, we are responsible for men's lives. Men's lives are very, 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 very valuable to God. You don't just wake up in the morning and say, "Ah, my spiritual daughter." Tight, bring. you get it? Why? <laughs> Remember the, the words of the prophet. For I am a young man who knows not how to go in and go in out, or, and go out. I know not how to go in and go out. There's a spiritual implication of what it means to go in and go out. Because you see, the going in, more so if you look at the distinctions of what he implied, was how to function. In the presence of God, and how to function out in the ministry. This is actually an outward experience. What we, for Nero? Now, me preaching is an outward line. The first ministration is to God. That's why the boys say the Bible says, "And the boy Samuel ministered unto the Lord." And as he ministered unto the Lord, God said, "Samuel, you see that." The Bible says in Acts 13, And as they ministered unto the Lord in prayer and in fasting, the Spirit said, Separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work which I've called. Why do we see the calling assignment on, 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 on Samuel when he ministers unto the Lord? Why do we hear a separation of Paul and Barnabas when he ministers unto the Lord? Because the most ardent assignments begin when a man ministereth unto the Lord. Not when a man is excited by the gift. The guy sees something and says, ah, I want that. That's the difference between Simon the sorcerer and the true ministers and what they must do. Simon the sorcerer, I'll explain to you. He wanted to buy the gift. He didn't want to buy the truth behind the gift. His attachment was to the gifting, not the spirit by which the gift functioned. There is no problem in blessing the spirit. There's a problem when you sow to the gift. The Bible says if you sow to the spirit, you will of the spirit reap. Life everlasting. But if you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption therein. Hallelujah. If a man sleeping with a prostitute is enough to make him prostitute. How about submitting to a spiritual authority? Why is this harder to understand than the other? The Bible says buy truth and sell it not. Meaning as a man of God I'm not mandated to say, oh Oh, one million, two, five million. I don't beg, I'm not supposed to beg. But I can spend on truth. I can spend on truth. You get a plan to tell you? Because it's something that I need, but I cannot sell it. That's why you don't see us in saying, Now if you don't have who has a million here. No, no, no. No. We'll never do that nonsense. It's for some people. Churches of men. <laughs> but the church of Christ is simple. He says, When I sent you without pass money, did you lack? No. God, I need. Listen, you don't need money to go and serve God. Somebody once said, hey, You need money to serve. You don't need money to serve. You just need the Holy Ghost. You need the anointing. The anointing can attract anything that you need. That's a true line of counting the cost. (laughs) The Bible says, "List the work mock you. And say, he started and has failed. When the work mocks you. Not you mock. no, the work mocks you. Not people outside, the work mocks you. How can you know God too much that you can't open a blind eye? How can you know God too much that you can't raise a dead man? How? Listen, I don't want to know God that way. I don't, listen, I don't. That's why Paul says, for I have preach the gospel in word and in deed. He says, for I taught and we raised the dead. He says we did signs, miracles and wonders. And now the result is that the whole Gentile nation has been served because we have preached the gospel fully. Not mere talk, but power mighty to save. But churches have become like political places. Political. We just come and speak hello, black, white. Clap for Jesus. Pa, 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 pa. Then we sit down. Are you hearing me? Tell anybody it's changing. Israel. Israel. They are 300 years in bondage. 300. They fell in love in bondage. They produced children in bondage. Their children grew up in bondage. Their children also fell in love in bondage. And produce children in bondage, and they also fell in love. Also, their children's children, three hundred years, and the Egyptian rule. They forgot anything, anything to do with what it means to be a sovereign people and a nation. They were around a system of one experience: Egypt. Every law that governed them was Egypt. Every institution that had to direct them to a certain course was Egypt. But because they were slaves, what were they taught? But the world was continuing. Politics took place in Egypt. Economies were growing in Egypt. Families of the Egyptians were growing. The arts and entertainment were growing. Everything mentioned. 300 years. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? And they are no, they're just Servants. They're just servants. To a point where they get used to serving enough that even in their servanthood spirit, their poor servant spirit, there are things they call testimony. They cross with Moses. He takes them in the wilderness. They eat food from heaven with the satisfaction that they are free. And after a few days they are complaining, we want to go back. We were eating meat. You get it? Because a man gets to a point where he doesn't know any more the cost and place of freedom. That he can set off what he thinks is freedom. Meat. I don't know whether you understand where I'm coming from. They say we remember the meat we ate. We remember the cucumber. We remember all these kinds of things. Why did you bring us here to eat manna every day? Stuff is coming from heaven. We don't even know what it is. We're eating every day. But you see, Moses' mind is saying, do they realize they're actually eating manna out of another man's house? No, but to that nation, they have been so enslaved for so long that they no longer know the difference between freedom and bondage. Because even in their bondage, it's freedom. A white man puts on a shirt for one year and it starts smelling. He says, I don't like it. He throws it. They put it in a second hand line. It lands, it goes down there. And then they go to a window market. Then they stand next to a shirt. Hey, even by the way, no you know, there are classes also. A class, B class, See, The guys who are selling them are making money. Because what is invaluable to the white man is now value. To the Christian. They even start haggling. No, I have 4,000. No, no, I can't. This thing is very expensive. How Can I, can I give you this shot at four? I can't give you this shirt at 4,000. No, 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 no. no, no. The increase the amount, no. Can't give you this at 4,000. They start debating. Poo, poop, 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 poop. Poo. Until they huggle. The guy says, No, I'd rather miss lunch. Let me buy this stop." And then he goes in the church and starts to say, The Lord has been good. I remember there are times I never had clothes. But I praise the Lord now that I can also put on a shirt. Even sings a special song. When You know, the, the guy starts to and and God is like, oh, she can I think God speaks things then says, oh, she the labor saturn Listen. Get rid of second-hand clothes in the name of Jesus. Get out of that. Get out of that. He shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory, not your salary. That's why we're begging. We walk with begging hands, begging attitude begging out The guy walks in America and he wants to get in a church and show men how poor he is, how disadvantaged he is in Uganda. Oh God, God, no, don't send those guys there. They are shaming our nation. Uganda is rich! Oh One time somebody told Pastor Isaiah, if you want to make money, in just America, you want to do? You know what you do? Just get a very, very old shoe. You get an old shoe. Go with it in churches like this. <laughs> Such that the little American woman can see the guy and say, Oh, here's an old knight, poor pastor. What can I do for you? No. 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 A people without pride. Without identity. without You're not proud to be Ugandan. You're just there. They have begging spirits all over. Everything about them is begging. They're like these dogs that are... You know how... Do you know begging dogs? When they want some... If that spirit can set on a dog and leave a dog and go on a child of God. And then you look begging. Even your conversations are begging. You know these days I've not been eating food. Can you believe it? I've taken three days without eating. Listen, listen. I thank the Lord because he satisfied me. early. I had that pride in my spirit. Even if I sleep hungry, I will never tell a Man. Why? Because I know who I believed. I know what the word of God says. You go to poor churches, poor pastors, you'll see. You know, there's a guy, he can't, praise the Lord, man of God. We are trying to buy machines. Uh, uh, uh. We need one million. Uh, uh. No, they're calling you to preach. But the guy is already ex- ex- explaining their needs. That's why they fail. Because their spirits are not branded. That's why you don't get jobs. You go begging for jobs. You don't go to help them. Listen, when you enter an interview, know you're the brightest brain there is. But I know who is in me. And you know, I can try, you see, even if I can, okay, even pay me a little money, I will work. I have children. They're not going to school. That spirit. That spirit. That spirit. That spirit. Let me tell you something. When Moses brings the children of Israel from Egypt, eh, don't think his primary business was to lead them to the promised land. Actually, what you call the promised land was to make them a nation. Because these were people who had lived 300 years without the mind of a nation. They need to establish agriculture. They need to establish systems. They need to establish banking systems. They need to establish political systems. They need to establish education systems. They need to establish family systems. They need to establish social systems. They need to establish everything. So, the mind on him and the experience that he has as the Lord has anointed me, is very simple, to turn them into a nation. Because what makes them nation is what is the true promise. It's what is the true promise. The promised land, he said, flowing with milk and honey. Well, listen, were there cows? Were there bees? That is why the first spies going there say, no. There is evil there. The Lord lied. And the Bible says he smites them and the ground swallows them. Why? Because they lived by sight, not by faith. Joshua and Caleb go to the same place and see all this prostitution and everything around. And they said, no, we can conquer. They did not fear nothing. And then you read a very sensitive statement. He says, and he refused to take them by the way of the Philistine, even though it was shorter. For he knew they would see war and fear. And he took them a longer route. What could have taken the Israelites seven or eight days to cross took them 40 years. And that's how the lives of many people are. And many nations. Singapore became first world in 25 years. We're 28, we're still third world. From third world to first world in 25 years. We've been without changing a president for this long and we're still third world. <laughs> and people say, oh, the problem is with the president. No, the problem is with you, Christian. You. Yes. You. The problem is not him. The problem is you. Do you know why he can't look for a man of God? Uh-huh. Have you seen on television that a Pentecostal church has been given two hundred million to build? They give SBA's what? You know. <laughs> they don't have character. They don't have identity. They don't have nothing. Christians Pentecostal, they just ba nothing, nothing. They don't have influence. Yes. You look through our circles in the church, in the body of Christ. And look for Christians. I mean, top solid Christians. I'm not talking of those ones who are just called Joseph and Robert. No, I'm talking of the real deep tongue speaking, prophesying, healing, casting out devil Christians. They are poor. They are poor. They are poor. Those are those, some of our pastors. They are very poor. I'm sorry if I'm offending you, but it's very painful for our generation. Are you with me? It was even a hard thing for the president and the government to say there's a Pentecostal people. The Zoradas had to go through a long process to acclaim that we were a faith after all of these years of independence. Why? Because we just know how to shout in our <laughs> I'm serious. Hallelujah. Yeah. We don't really know the true test of freedom. And we're settling for bondage and we're calling it testimony. We're calling it testimony. A Syrian king has one problem, Elisha, because he tells the king of Israel everything the king in Syria thinks in the secret chamber of his bed. We don't have those kinds of prophets. Why, why wouldn't a man tell us he's going to attack here? If you can't say it three times and they don't look for you. But we're ignoring, Connie, we're on women telling them, oh, somebody stole your nika. That is why you're not getting married. We call that prophecy. Do you think God is interested in the nika she stole and the nation that is dying? I don't know what's wrong with our people. That's why, you see, I love prophecy, but I love prophesying on nation level. When I told Kenya they were bombing them, they blew them. We didn't want them to be bombed. They just refused to hear. So they one day they'll look for me. If they don't, that's a problem. I tried. But how can they blow us at the rock background? And we had prophets in the nation. I, when they blew us, I went to repent. I said, God, <laughs> <"May> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do I see a swelling in your armpit and I can't see them blow my nation? If indeed I don't have that nation. You know, it's one thing to have big churches in a city. But it's another when we don't have the nation. Listen, the nation must breathe on our beat. We have to get to a point where the president knows if he doesn't speak to us, he can't get votes and he can't be a president. The church has to grow to that level where we influence every, every institution. We have influence, we have influence. they don't believe for that. You enter the life of this simple Christian and say, what's your dream? They say, I want to get a job. That's your prayer. <laughs> Can't a man ask for a nation? Can't a man? Listen, let me tell you. Moses went through too much to change the children of Israel into what they had to think and understand that it was a nation. But all he had was the Ten Commandments? And systems to establish a nation. And systems to establish a nation. That's all he had. That's all he had. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, then you go to the most sensitive experience of the man of wisdom, Solomon. You remember the Queen of Sheba, First Kings chapter 10? The Bible says she comes from the south, that's the Arabian place, eh? to come and just hear the wisdom of Solomon. And she sits and hears. The Bible says she asked him the hardest questions. And the Bible says, and Solomon answered all the hard questions. Let me show you some. Yeah. Uh-uh. Not 13, 3, verse 3. Uh-huh. And Solomon told her all her questions, and there was not anything hid from the king which he told her not she had questions she just wanted to prove the wisdom on the man until she says oh I had things but when I came to you I realized that not even half was told me about the wisdom upon you what was the first thing she gets gold precious stuff and gives the son of David he receives it and that's when, when we go to the 13th verse we realize that the queen of Sheba did not only just come for the wisdom of Solomon she came to do a business deal You read your Bible. You see, she was a businesswoman. But she knew that there was a guy who had business and the spirit. You get it? So, she came to get the spirit on the man to become a more business person. That, because, you see, if you read the trade routes during that time, I, I've taken time to read through. I realized that they used to have a lot of trouble going through the main lands to transfer goods. And her dealing in ornaments, precious stones, and all these kinds of things, gold and stuff... She needed, I think, to crack a deal with this guy. So that they can open more sea routes for stuff to be transferred. That is why, after the experience of when you read the ten thirteen, he says he gave her all she desired. Okay, if in the first place we are dealing about questions, why is why is it that in the thirteenth verse we are talking about a certain desire she had? What did she desire? If in the first place we are only talking about questions, simple questions, and he answered all the questions. How big that in the 13th verse. And the king gave unto the queen of Sheba. All her desire whatsoever she asked. Besides that which Solomon gave her. Of Israel bounty. So she turned and went to her own country. She and her servants. See the next verse. What happens. Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year. Was 603 score and 6 talents. Next verse. Besides that. He heard of the merchant men. And of the traffic of the spice merchants. And of all the kings of Arabia. And of the governors of the country. Remember she comes from Arabia. They are trying to crack a certain deal. Oh, who is not seeing this? So, the Arabian woman does not only take the wisdom of the man, she also takes his business. Now, in the New Testament, it says the queen of the south shall look at this generation and judge it. She will judge it. For she came all that way to come and listen to the spirit which was on the man. Of God speaking. Are you hearing me? And she heeded to everything. And the Bible says, but one with greater wisdom is come. One with greater wisdom is come. One with greater wisdom is come. This is Jesus. Why does the queen of the south judge? Why does God put the ministration of the queen of Sheba at a place of judging the church? He's saying that even men which were not a people have come and infiltrated into the ranks of the spiritual you and did the very principles while you looked. Go to Saudi Arabia now and see how they live and come to Ugandans spiritual. Go to those guys who just face a certain direction and say Allah Akbar, <speaking> Bismillah, Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Hebron, Bilalamin, Rahim, Alhamdulillah. You go to them. Their cost of living is better are more healthier. We have more HIV rates. Prevalence rates here in our nation. Than those Arabians. They are more married. They are more established. They are more understanding. They are more educated. They are smarter. Than many of our people here. Then a guy comes and says. Oh I dropped out of school. The call of God. <laughs> look at this guy and say look at you. Look at you. I'm pastoring thousands of people. And I'm still banking. You're refusing to read. With the call of God. I don't understand how people think. You think education is not important? It is. You refuse to read. I had a friend who is a sheikh. He knew more than three quarters of a, of a Quran. He was running over his father's business. The father was a rich guy. He had one of the biggest, uh, he had one of the biggest uh, forex bureaus of In East Africa. They were worth millions of dollars. And this family gives $300,000 every year to mosques. As a gift to their God. $300,000 every year. And this guy inherited the father's property. They were all rich boys. But sit down with this guy and speak anything. He knows. They read everything to their master's degrees. Came with all their master's degree heads. And they sat in their father's businesses. And the forex bureaus are going to grow. And they're going to get $300,000 every year. Today, the guy's father has only $100,000. And the guy won't study. My father is rich. (laughs) Look. Your father is rich. And you hear, you ask the guy, what's your name? Robert. It's a Christian name. It's a Christian name. It's a Christian name. Why do Christians die more than the Arabians who are facing another God? Why do we have more HIV here? More divorce rates. They are all here. They are not there. Do you know how many principles those guys have retained in the Bible? Well, for you, just read it. They even plead with you to tithe. You know, sometimes I like preaching and people are saying, Hallelujah! Nobody's saying amen <laughs> somebody said it's in the heart <laughs> some of you have been in Arab nations in the time of Saum when they're fasting their doors are open to anyone they give like crazy the Christian can't tell you. Jesus Jesus. And I'm like, Jesus, don't come. (laughs) Why? Because they don't dream. They don't dream. It's not in their spirit. That's why I'm telling you. Me, listen, I want to stay in Uganda until it becomes first world. I can only visit those nations, but I don't want to live there. No, I want Uganda. Listen, we want Uganda to change. We want them to get on planes and come to Uganda to learn Christ. We can only visit me. I don't want to live there. No. No. Everything I want is here. Nice food. Everything is here. But one time a child called me, late in the night, Apostle, you have to find me here, you have to find me here, so do I find you where, I don't know, I don't know where I am. I said, what's up, they refuse to give me a visa, they refuse to give me a visa, I thought that they refused to, what? They refused to give me a visa, Apostle, they refused to give me a visa, I think I'm going to faint, I think I'm, I told her, darling, faint, 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 and die, faint. Why are you talking like that? I said, I bless the Lord, you didn't get it. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the country. Blessed going in. Blessed going out. Even if you're not in the USA, the Lord will bless you. Tell anybody we have a, we have a few minutes to go. Tell anybody we have a few minutes to go. Or oh, maybe just continue and then we get out of here late. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave her what she desired. Then she comes in the New Testament and starts to judge men. Because if Solomon's wisdom could bless that woman, how much more the wisdom which is of Christ. In fact, every born-again Christian ought to be richer than Solomon. Ought to be richer, must be richer. Should be richer. Than Solomon. Every born again Christian. Why? Because the one with greater wisdom is come. And Paul says. And he which has come. Has become our wisdom. Our redemption. And our sanctification. Hallelujah. Luke 11 right. Let's go to Luke. I just want to read something for you. And then I finish. Luke 11 verse 30. Huh. He says, first, Jonas was a son unto the Ninevites. Huh? So shall the son of man be unto this generation. Next verse. The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is come. Next verse. And the man of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is come. Next verse. No man... Listen... Which, sorry, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they may come, that they that make, that they that which come in may what? May see the light. You don't hide it. Next verse. The light of the body, the Bible says, is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thine whole body is also full of light. Listen. But when thine eye is evil, Thine body is also full of darkness. darkness. Next verse. Now, he says, Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Take heed that what you think is mischief is not actually the doctrines of devils. Take heed that what you think is a sermon is not actually a delusion from hell. Take heed that what you call a teaching experience. He's not (laughs) an erroneous spirit from hell. Because to some men, what is darkness? What is light? Actually, what is darkness is actually light to them. And I don't think he's talking to non-believers here only. He's talking to the church also. Because if this eye is not evil, all that comes out of you is light. But if the eye is evil, Everything that comes out of his darkness. But the problem is how darkness is viewed as light. Today you enter church and look at how disadvantaged people are in church. And they call it salvation. They are poor. They are sickly. They are beggarly. They are dying. Everything is on the Christian. And they call that salvation. Do you want to tell me Jesus came that men would suffer? He said he came that you might have life and life to the fullest. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. But now we even crammed the nice line. Those lines I don't like. They should be trial. They will be trial. Listen. I know there's trial in the gospel. But what is it for? Paul says we count the trial but joy. The Christian, the child of God, must be above any circumstance. whether well, it's disease. Whether it's money, whether it's relations, you must be above any... He says you are the head, not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Greater is he which is in you than the devil in the world. But our Christians, are everything that you would not admire to be. That's so why some people can't look at us and be born again. I'm telling you, there are some Christians you can look at and say, no, I don't want that Jesus. And they are settled to say, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. Listen... Shut up. Have silver, have gold, have Jesus. He said, occupy until I come. He didn't say rent until I come. He said, occupy until I come. You're not supposed to be poor. You're not supposed to be badly. You're not supposed to lack. But now that give has infiltrated the ranks. Of the church. Everything evil. Even unjust weights are by Christians. You find a Christian selling a 20 kilogram bag. He's saying it's 20 kilogram. You weight it's 18 kilogram. Because they have no way to be rich. Everyone is doing it. That's how corruption comes in our nation. We are compromising too much. But if you enter the hearts of these men. They're just Israelite boys who are too poor. They don't know any other way to be a success. They can't follow the promise and the principles. That's why the most corrupt men in our nation have Christian names. You don't hear Muslims on newspapers talked about that they corrupt that they stole government money. Government money is Christians. Christian names. Christian names. I even pity lawyers now. There's something they, they have. It's called, what do you call it? Facilitation. But the true meaning of facilitation is called embezzlement, corruption. Call it what? Bribe. you facilitation. These little boys who graduate, they go clerkship level. They're the ones they send to to send facilitation envelopes. They are corrupt from day one. They take facility envelopes when they're shorobobobobo, <laughs> shorobobobobo. When will the church ever come out of that? And you say, "See, I am a born again Christian. I don't facilitate. If you're taking your business, take it. I'm not based on you. You facilitating you to me for me to be a success. I'm based entirely on my giving to be a success, not your facilitation. When will a Christian ever be indifferently detached from anything that should compromise your faith and understanding? But we're telling people, don't compromise. No, listen. We're dealing with a bigger picture, the spirit." Of this world. The spirit of this world. How many presidents call our Christian brothers. To ask them what to do. The truth is we don't have answers. The guy will go to the president and tell him. You see we are building a facility. We <laughs> Listen. The president should need you. Yes. Not you needing him. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say here. Because Listen. God has given us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. He's given us everything that pertains unto life and godliness. We come short in no gift. We're enriched in all knowledge and utterance. We're filled with him that fills all things. For in him all things consist, which is the head, and now resides in the inside of you. The mystery which was hid from the ages past and now revealed. Christ in you. The hope of glory. glory. Hallelujah! That's when I realized there's a problem with our nation. The other day, I was reading on the internet the most successful nations, okay? The nations, the 15 nations that have the best life to live, all of them are not Christian nations. As in, majority, let me say, majority are not Christian nations. Netherlands, Denmark, They don't know your God, but they are sleeping well, they are feeding well, they are having children, they are not getting miscarriages. They are having the best hospital, they have the best education, they have the best systems in the world. How can a Danish guy have better? You say, oh Ugandans, 80% are Christians. Shut up, shut up, shut up. What does the 80% Christianity mean? What, what, what on you can influence a Netherlands man to get born again? That's why you guys, you guys, we should seek God like we are Africans. We should stop seeking God like we are from America. We should seek God like we are Africans. Because there is too much to prove. I don't want to get on a pulpit and speak nice English only. They've spoken it for many years. I want to get on a pulpit and open a blind eye and tell him that's my Jesus. If you want to find him in Kampala, Uganda, Fanero. I don't know who I'm speaking to here. I don't know what, that's why me I don't pray. Oh God, you're wonderful, I love you, you're so high there. No, I say shakatalabara. Pakarandala. Menebosolobore. Listen, it's it's with a passion, it's with a passion. There's something, he said, he said that the first shall be the last. Do you know what that means? I'm sorry. If I've offended anyone. It's our time, brother. It's our time. Sometime. But now, even our black brothers They're still writing proposals for money Stop writing proposals for money Write books, write Christian books Write revelation, write mystery Write substance, write dispensations Write the dispositions Of the realms of the spirit Because white God America there They had fathers who prayed They're just getting funny. But they had fathers who prayed. And America is suffering the consequence of that. They They don't have America. They have good churches. They just don't have America anymore. Even the things that you know are clear. You can't say that it's wrong. Because you'll be cut off from many things. A man wakes up and says, I am this. And the next day, his company is selling the best in the world. And nobody can do nothing. Why? Because when you open your mouth and say this, you become a problem. You become a problem. They'll fight you up to the end. You look at porn sites that come in our nations. Pornography. Perversion. All these crazy movies. The most demonic arts we've ever seen. They're coming from America. Where 80% I've heard of the world's ministers are coming from. But how did they get to a point where they had many, many ministries and ginormous structures with multi-million dollar deals and businesses but the Holy Ghost wasn't there? Ugandans, you you also want to adopt that? Listen, and I'm not saying the whole America is is wasted. no. But some Americans now are weeping for their nation. And that's the truth, they are weeping for their nation. Because there were things we were raised as children and we saw in our parents and we knew that this is how life is right from the marriage and relationship and family line. And those people's children are never going to have the opportunity to see their father and mother working together. Because now the system changed. Everything changed. Everything changed. Even the men who know it's true can't open their mouth. Because there's a system bigger than what they can speak. There's a system bigger than any word that they can get out of their mouth. It can kill and destroy them. Or anything about them. So I thank guys who don't touch anymore that the gospel touched. But I realized that the experience started very slowly when Christ left center and men could still have service. That's why it would disturb me if a sick man is not healed in a meeting. If a blind eye dying open. If those things that prove God are not there. In a meeting. I have a problem. Because I know where the church should be going. Today men just speak for 30 minutes and they sit. 30 minutes and they sit. But even in their hearts they know they are deceived. They know they are deceived. And there is nothing as painful as lying to yourself. Faith feigned. So the Bible calls it. Faith feigned. They are lying to yourself. You know it doesn't work. But you claim that it works. You can speak one way between certain men. And you can speak another way. They are not free to speak anymore. They even edit everything they preach on television. So I heard. Do you understand where I am coming from? That's why I am saying. Look. Huh? You guys. Stop. Stop taking salvation light. And Stop praying. And seeking God like You just want food from God Because the testimony is That he set a testimony in Jacob And a law in Israel And he says and this they shall teach their children And their children's children There are things my son must see When I go on meetings and see clutches there I know my child one time will see those photos and ask me what were those I said they were lame guys, broken bones They were healed He will believe that we saw God he will believe that we saw God. More than just looking ourselves back in the doors and saying, oh, God is wonderful. And speaking things that appeal to the minds of men. But without ministration to stir up the right spirit in men to see revival. Men are speaking revival in the mouth like it's a piece of gum and candy. You reach at history. Maria what raises her hands and the spirit of God hits five kilometers away from where, where she is. Small lady. She says Jesus and the spirit of God. It's five kilometers away. Because she has a certain God. Whether the guy speaks English. Or he's tall, brown, small, short. He's educated or not. The power of God is bigger. And before you know it. they'll drag guys in church. Slain by the power of the Holy Ghost. They get up and they're sober men. They seek the Lord. Prophecy comes in the presence of God. Everything is demonstrated to the fullness that men don't doubt whether there is a God. There are men in this room who have been in places. Some people have been too born again. I was speaking to a guy sometime back. He said, I have been in church until I stopped going to church. And I asked him, why did he stop? He said, I stopped believing the lies they were telling. I asked them, which lies? The lies of living a life that they could not prove. I was very disappointed. And I realized he was talking about us ministers. That's why the first note we have when our child is wheezing is, oh, hospital, give him an inhaler. Paul did not have IHK. He did not have an international hospital, Preston. No. He just had the Holy Ghost. When your child is dying without you, get your hand and say, child, I'm born again. I don't care whether we have Preston. I don't care whether we have SAS Clinic. We have the Holy Ghost. Sharabakatala. Makarabakatala ask Sylvia's kid, they are going to remove both eyes, both retinoblastoma, cancer the doctors everywhere in here in India said the eyes are gone I called her told her bring your kid laid hands on the kid, the cancer disappeared the optical nerve was restored, now she's looking with both eyes going to school that child, even if I found her and she's 25 and she's funny, I tell her woman I gave you eyes by the spirit of God. Don't play with this God. She can't be funny. Because she would have been without eyes. You tell her we get you eyes by the spirit of God. Through his word. How can that child grow up and depart? How? They can't. Why? Because they know a power that is bigger than cancer. They know a power that is bigger than HIV. That's what they call revival. Revival is not when many people come and they scream. Because you're preaching deep. Revival is when Christ can be demonstrated through every individual. Then you'll see how this nation will change because righteousness exalteth a nation. But when the world is all devastated, what will the righteous do? Some just sit back and accept status quo and preach the things that will only heal the hearts of men, but not revive the spirits of men that are dying every day. I got tired of acting church. Somebody raise your hands and speak for your nation. Just yes. Just, just... Just pray for your nation. Just take a minute and just pray for your nation. I don't know what conviction you have. I don't know what you see in your children. I don't know what you see in your children's children. I don't know whether your children will believe your God. I don't know whether your children's children will believe your God. I don't know whether your cousins, your, your uncles. If I should go for generations from now. They will find your God and, and trace the roots of your story. And say that your mother met the lamb walk. Your father opened blind eyes. Your, your uncle raised the dead. Your your auntie prophesied and she was an accurate prophet. I don't know whether they will trace you and see deeper than just a banker, deeper than just a pilot, deeper than just a businessman, deeper than just a scholar, deeper than just a worshiper, deeper than just a preacher, deeper than just a speaker. God, we ask for the anointing. We ask for the revival of our nation. We are speaking on our nation, Uganda, and the nations of the world. You told us you told us that I see the Lord anoint some people here in the name of Jesus. I see the Lord separate some people here nations in the name of Jesus, to change nations, to heal nations, to revive nations, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Your prophets, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. baba baba, baba baba Sererere baba 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 God anointed somebody Anoint somebody Separate somebody Selele barara baba Jile barara batala Jilele barara baba Jilele malalandala Jilele In our politics in our education systems in our families in our communications in the entertainment world on the streets, in the business line in the social sector formal sector in the government offices wherever they go that they will show forth the praises of God no man lights a light and puts it under a shed no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel if they are the light of the world they must shine but it must be like God not darkness. God wherever they go they will change their nation they will change their village they will change their country they will change their continent they will change everywhere they go their offices, their workplaces wherever they will be you will demonstrate your power in their lives every parent here will prove Christ to their child Christ more than words spoken Christ more than a lot of prayers but Christ dead and resurrected the power of God, healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, raising the dead. Shalabara, Shara Baba, Shereba, 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Listen, the next time I come here, I'll explain how to fix it. I'll explain the real problem. Where it began. Praise the Lord. Because I've seen where it began. And I realize that if the church can get the message necessary, we will change the rules. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're here and you want to give your life to Christ, raise your hands right now. Wherever you are. You want to be born again. You're not born again. Can I see a hand somewhere? Where is it? I see one there. I see two there. I see upstairs. Please put up your hand if you just want to give your life to Christ. Okay, repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. Confess with my mouth. I'm born again in Jesus' name. If you're sick right now, just touch where it's aching, wherever, whatever disease you carry. I don't care which disease. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor the presence that is here. We speak healing on every disease and every affliction. Somebody with a pain in the back of your lungs. I see that it's a lung issue. The Lord heals you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I see a lady with a swelling. You have developed a swelling on your right. It's inside. It's it's a gross inside your tummy. The Lord delivers you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord heal your disease. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are healed. Say I am healed. I am healed. I don't need to t- touch you. You're healed in Jesus' name. You're healed. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 41 466 Four two nine one, Or email us at funerocampala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at UMA Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Make manifest.